podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. This week I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and I'm going to interview Steve King who's the head of the community disability teams. But first of all, here's a song by the Jewelers and it's called Amelia. Amelia, Amelia Why did you leave Amelia? Amelia, Amelia You know I need you, Amelia Hey, Amelia, Amelia Why did you leave Amelia? Amelia, Amelia, 
was Amelia by the Jewelers. You can find out more information about them on the website, which is www.sunpodcast.co.uk, and then the featured artist section, or on Facebook, follow them at the Jewelers. So I'm going to try something a little bit different now. I'm going to tell you a bit about myself. And the reason for this is I was a bit very disorganised and forgot it was a bank holiday week. And wonderfully, Alison Holloway jumped in and said she would do an interview for me. We did a great interview. It was really, really good, except the recording failed, so I was unable to use it. Hopefully, I'll be able to persuade Alison to come again and give, her, uh, give us her views again. It was a really good one, Alison. Thank you very much, and sorry for wasting your time. So, who am I? Well, quite a few years ago now, I was fairly new to the area, and I was looking for a team to support because the team I supported at the time, I was young, Manchester United, realised that I was never going to be able to get a chance to go and actually watch them live. No glory hunting in those days. Manchester United hadn't won the title for many, many years. It was back in 1988. I went along to Car Shorten, which was actually okay. It was fine. I went along to Tottenham Mitchum, which to me was quite scary at the time because it was the old place. And I came along to Sutton. When I came to Sutton, I hadn't known where the ground was, so I'd left myself plenty of time and got there really, really early. And a lovely lady whose name escapes me now was on the gates, and she realised I was there early, asked what I knew. I said yes, and she kind of took me around the ground, showed me around a little bit, got me a free programme, free Mars bar and free Coke, and didn't charge me for entry. So for those few pennies that I got for free that day, has obviously been repaid many, many times over the years and um, I was kind of enjoying the, the, the game at the time. Obviously, we won, and there were goals, I believe, from Lenny Dennis, who was one of the outstanding players at the time, and we obviously had Paul McKinnon as well, we had Paul Rogers, Tony Raines, and all that area, so I know a lot of people have spoken about that era of players, but they're the ones who hooked me on coming along to Sutton United. Obviously, the, the atmosphere was good, it was a friendly atmosphere, lots of people were saying hello, and it's just nice to go along. So I went to a few games that season, decided that when we were drawn against Coventry, I wouldn't go to that match because I was too new a supporter and it wouldn't be right for me to try for tickets. Obviously, over the years, I realised that actually I should have tried for the tickets. Um, so I waited 29 years for another top flight club to come to Sutton and was rewarded last year with Arsenal. And then obviously was even more disappointed to hear stories of people saying, oh, my last Sutton game was the Coventry game all those years ago. So really, I should have taken the tickets, but that's what naivety does for you. You surely have noticed by now that my um, knowledge of football is, is not brilliant. I tend to forget things very, very quickly. I can't remember tactical um, decisions. I can't remember various different things. To be fair, most of the time I can barely remember the score and where it was. Um, but I just enjoy watching the game. I'm no good at playing the game, no good at managing the game. I'm good at organising and I'm good at um, coming along. That's about it. So what qualifies me to do this? I don't know. I've just here got a microphone and I started doing it and people have seemed to enjoy it. So I hope that continues for a little while and I hope you do enjoy it and don't get too bored by me today. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a home and away kind of supporter. I do try to do a few away games every season, but I tend to be a one or two now. I did a few years ago go to every, well not every game, but most games home and away. Um, we were in the Ryman League at the time and it was obviously a lot easier with the travelling. Now I really applaud all you guys for getting up stupid hours or going up to making full weekends out of it, going to follow the, the team up and down the country. But I just I just can't do it and haven't got the time nowadays I'm afraid. But I do listen in on the very good SUFC TV commentary and keep up with it as much as possible. But yeah, really do take my hat off and applaud everyone going up and down the country to, to watch the team. Get to most home games, obviously a season ticket holder mentioned that the first season ticket was part of the deal that um, they they done with the big push a few years ago and never really looked back since it's an amazing value ticket and especially as there's still a chance of it being potentially league football next season so 
little sell again if anyone is thinking about a season ticket just jump in and grab it because it's, it's really really good value it's only a few games you paid for yourself but you will get sucked into thinking well might as well go along to more games and just enjoy the, the crowd enjoy everything about the club and it's it's a nice club um very slow and steady which suits me very nicely i've seen the clubs go um, boom and bust over the years because they, they're chasing the dream and Sutton have always sort of plodded along nicely as Bruce said he quite enjoys that plodder um, analogy because he's an accountant but for me it's knowing that the club is going to be there in 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years that we're going to be playing at a fairly similar level as we are now but we will be in existence. I love the fact that it's so open with the players. Some people find it very strange that if you're in the bar afterwards, you'll see the players walking through saying hi to people. Especially also on social media, the players are quite open and talking to people and chatting to everyone. And it's it's just really friendly atmosphere. I'm not sure if it happens at all other clubs at this level. I'm, I'm not really that interested in the club. I do remember one season we were away, I think, to Margate, and one of our players got sent off, and he ended up coming to stand behind the goal with the rest of the crowd to cheer the rest of the players on even though it's just been sent from the field, which you can't imagine that happening at any sort of Premier League club. That would just never happen at all. So moving on to the matches over the Easter weekend. Good Friday, travelled to Maidenhead. Lots of people travelled, um, lots of people questioning what was going on because obviously the, the weather was a bit ropey, it was very wet. There was a pitch inspection at 8 o'clock, which said everything was fine. But often speaking to various different people, they were all travelling up, looking out the weather, thinking there's no chance of this match going ahead. It did, the kick-off. A uh, very very surprised a lot of people were i was listening on the brilliant sufc tv commentary and was hearing just a bizarre um, 45 minutes of football the uh, some of the goals were outstanding obviously i've seen the highlights now anyone can see the highlights on the on the website the, the football was was great it was very up and down it was very backwards and forwards but then the decision was taken at half time from the referee that we were winning 3-2 at the time and he decided that the game shouldn't continue, so it was abandoned at half-time, which meant that the game was null and void, and so all those goals, those great goals that were scored, don't count for anything, and we have to do it all again. see a lot of anger, a lot of people a bit annoyed about the fact that they had to travel all out there, pay the money for the ticket. Uh, Maidenhead, I believe, have alleviated some of that by allowing free entry for the rearranged game. All you have to do is register your interest and tell them you're coming, and then um, you, you get a free entry to the game. I'll put the link for that in the blog post if anyone hasn't already seen that. I'd be surprised if no one's already seen that because it's on the club website, the club Twitter, and it's on the um, Amber Planet as well. But I will indeed put it in the blog post just in case. Difficult 45 minutes because obviously I, people were saying we were on top of the time. I've been involved in Sunday League matches, admittedly, there the pitches like that where it's very, very difficult with the games. You'll feel like you're winning, but then the, the match is actually a lottery, so it could have gone either way. And generally, I think it's probably the right decision because you'd never want a player to get injured. And there's always the risk of injuries if someone had um, not even de- deliberately gone in on a hard tackle. Just if they lost their footing, they could have gone in and, and it just ended up injuring someone. So it would have been a disaster if we'd lost a player for the rest of the season or early into the new season as well. So overall, probably the right decision. But it does mean that we lost ground on Macclesfield. Their match at Woking possibly shouldn't have been played. Again, lots of controversy over the goal that they scored to win the game. It was 2-2 at the time and it was very close to the end of the match. And one of the strikers had a shot, beat the keeper 
and was going in to all intents and purposes it was a goal. The Woken defenders certainly believed it was a goal because they stopped playing. They just dropped to their knees. One of them did their head in their hands. And unfortunately, the ball then got stuck in a puddle. Um, so didn't actually cross the line. The Woken players didn't react. And one of the Maxwell players did react and poked it home. Fair, not fair. Well, yes, obviously, as a Sutton supporter, um, you'd think that you'd wanted Maxwell to drop points. However, if you're a Maxwell supporter, then that was a goal. And had it not got stuck in the puddle, it definitely would have uh, scored and won the match so overall probably probably fair but it did mean that we went into the Bank Holiday Monday match even further behind so if we come to the Bromley match Bank Holiday Monday it's local rivals big game everyone's going to be up for it except we weren't no one was really um, the crowd we were a little bit quiet in general it wasn't a nice day it was a bit horrible weather but everyone was a bit quiet it was quiet from the players there was nothing really to get the crowd going there was nothing from the crowd to get the players going so we were all a little bit flat all, all, all round we did have chances very early in the game and kind of whether they set complacency in or we were just waiting for something to happen but then Bromley scored a goal and we went behind even then I wasn't too worried to be quite honest with you i thought that we would still um, come back into this and do do well then it was jamie come well we got caught at a corner and um, they broke and it was a one-on-one -on -one. jamie was out of the area he sort of retreated back into the area and then had to come out to again try and close the player down and found the player be honest i thought that was a red um i was very surprised that the ref only gave a booking at first i thought it might have been a booking for the player for diving which i thought would have been incredibly harsh seems from reading up afterwards that the rules changed a few years ago and the if the a deliberate foul then obviously it's a red but if it's an attempt to get in the ball then it's only a yellow wouldn't like to be the referees trying to make that kind of decision not sure if jamie had sort of charged out at him from outside the area and ended up doing the same thing whether that would have been counted as a red or not um may, if knowing that rule maybe it would have been better off if he had charged at the player and took him out he gave away a free kick rather than a penalty if he wasn't going to get sent off but obviously that would have been deliberate so we don't want to do that kind of thing so struggling at 2-0 and um it was just one of those things one of those days that wasn't working nothing was happening Lots of people have criticised the setup. Lots of people have said um, there's various different things about it. Players looked a bit tired, a bit leggy. It's been a great season. We then had another just odd decision. I must admit, at the time, it was coming together from Jamie uh, Collins and one of their players. And it did look in real time that Jamie had kind of uh, struck his foot out. And I sort of looked at it, caught, caught out of the corner, and thought that was a bit of a silly thing to do. But nothing seemed to happen with it. Then the fourth official decided to make the referee aware which i wasn't entirely sure they could do that and uh, the referee sent jamie off so we're down to 10 men always going to be a struggle um but he, i think the fourth official was a bit, a bit strange there he's uh, obviously set a precedent which is going to be very difficult for all the other fourth officials because as far as i remember they always say they've got nothing to do with the game so when the managers and the bench are complaining to them but now this one has clearly said, well, he can influence the game because he called the referee over and made the referee aware of something that either he or the linesman saw. On looking at the replays, um, it looked like Jamie was genuinely just untangling his legs from the player who had lifted his leg up to um, try to stop him moving forward. So it's a very, very harsh red card. However, obviously we were thinking that this is going to get rescinded. We will appeal it. It looked quite clear on the replays that there's nothing that Jamie had done. So confidence of um, rescinding that red card. News announced uh, just yesterday uh, that the, we're not going to be able to rescind the red card 
because the report for the referee on why the red card went in was not available for us to view until after the deadline for appeal. So we couldn't appeal not knowing what we were actually appealing because if obviously we'd appealed it and appealed it wrong, then we would have lost the appeal. So obviously waiting for us to be able to see what the referee had said before we can appeal it meant that we'd missed the deadline for the appeal and the FA were not moving on that even though they've accepted that it was their systems that didn't allow us to view it. Just all very, very, very strange. So we now have a, a red card, which should really have never been a red card, and a player suspended for three games that um, is going to have a huge influence in the, in the run-up to the, or the running at the end of the season. The red card didn't massively influence the game, to be quite honest. Um, we could have probably still been playing now and still been struggling against probably just we weren't at it. It was one of those days. I know that's difficult for some people to hear and some people to understand maybe that um, they, they don't accept that but it is one of those things that happens um, at football at all levels sometimes it, it's one or two players sometimes it's just everyone it's really really difficult to do these guys have had an amazing season a long season they're, they're part-time and um, they're up there mixing it with teams that are full-time so we do need to cut them a little bit of slack and as I've said a few times had this season been the other way around and we had some dodgy games at the start of the season not doing so well and been doing really well at the end of the season we'd all be saying it's a fantastic season it is a fantastic season we are still second in the league we have still got a good chance of getting into the well we should be in the playoffs we should hopefully get second or third which gives us massive home advantage and then we're one game away from Wembley and then if we get to Wembley we're one game away from potentially getting into the football league so whatever happens we're going to finish in our best ever finish in the football in the national league in a 120-year history, this is going to be the best season we've ever had, our highest level finish. So some perspective is needed, and I believe Doswell tweeted that very, very message. Perspective is needed. Again, I do understand people have opinions, and uh, obviously people are very keen to say they have the right to express their opinions. Of course they do. Um, there's no one ever going to say you can't express an opinion, especially me. I will always say you're entitled to your opinion but not necessarily that your opinion is right. Other people are entitled to have their own opinions, and if they think their opinion is wrong, they've got the right to say that as well. You need to remember that, everyone. Anyway, hopefully we're going to all move on. Hopefully things are going to go better for the rest of the season. A little bit of coming together for the last few games. We've got two away games now. Away games, generally, the fans of the away matches, you tend to stand more together, and the atmosphere tends to be a little bit better because you're be closer together there's, there's less of you make a bit more noise rather at the home games when you're spread out so away today to Fylde who have been well destroying teams in the top six really um, there's been rumours everywhere that they're on special bonuses to get to beat top six teams can't believe that myself but they are definitely doing well against top six teams and they're, they're trying to get secure their place in the playoffs and to get to their target of Football League football, which would be amazing for them, but hopefully not today. Hopefully today we will get the reaction we want, we will get the result, and um, we can hope that Macclesfield still mess up. I know it's going to be difficult. They've got the lunchtime kickoff. Um, we'll go into that game knowing whether we need 12 points to catch them up and with two games in hand, or whether it's nine points with two games in hand. Hopefully it's the latter. And then on to Tuesday, we are again away. Um, to Halifax it will be again another difficult one because we would have had a long trip today a long trip then as well um, but hopefully the guys will come through it hopefully the squad management will, will have worked and we'll have sort of fresher legs and we will get those six points from the two games that we need which may change the, the whole 
landscape of the of the division and what we need to do for the rest of the season. But looking forward to listening to the games and hopefully we will get those points. And good luck to everyone who's travelling up there today. Again, hats off to you for travelling that far and on Tuesday as well. Okay, I think that's enough of my ramblings for now. And time for a bit more music. This is Seb Stone and it's his new single called Home. I know people that will never change Stick by you, come what may When life moves in its crazy ways I know people that will never change When the darkness walks with us Remember, remember, I find your love And you'll be brighter in the aftershock Darkness walks with us Seb Stone with his single Home. You can find more information out about him on www.sebstone.co.uk or I'll put the links on the blog post which will accompany the episode as usual. Time for a real guest. Okay, now joining me is Steve King, who is the manager or the sorry, the leader of our community um, teams that um, play through Sutton United. Hello, Steve. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Good, good, good. So just wanted to um, have a little chat just so we could all know a little bit more about the community teams because obviously a lot of us are aware of it, aware of them, sorry, and we know the 
that they exist and we get updated on the scores but i just want to kind of know what, a little bit more what's involved what 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 do you guys do right um well if i go back to the beginning literally about four years ago we started on the Collingwood wreck literally with a handful of players and the, the actual dream was to create a Sutton united disability team and that was sort of four years ago it was very much a dream if i'm honest I, i'd say that's ticked off how many teams have you got now <laughs> Now we've got three teams now. So we've we've got three community disability teams, um, and they are as follows. So that we've got Sut United A, Sut United U's, and Sut United Hunters. Okay, so your your dream was one, and and now you've got three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's really to be honest, it's when the uh, the three G was laid, the disability and community section just came alive. To be honest, and we were attracting players from everywhere and everywhere. You know, and being a pan disability team, so we got um, a full range of disabilities. You know, adults. As I say, it is an adult disability team. Anything from you know, as serious as a player with us at the moment has got a brain tumor. We've got you know severe disabilities. Uh, all, you know, people with autism, actually sighted players, sort of um, higher, sort of the more more mobile players, and they come into sort of mental health and autism and and learning difficulties. So it's a very very wide range of disabilities. And say a pan disability team, you know, we don't discriminate against any disability. You know, is 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 available to play football, and, and it's all about giving them the opportunities. Is are there, is there a difference in the teams, or is it just a team, or is are they graded? Yeah, there's there's three different uh, grades in disability football um, that's recognised, and that is league, championship, and premiership, and that's sort of done throughout all the counties in England. Everybody knows where they stand basically, and all the uh, county leagues are all seven sides, but they uh, it's very confusing because there are five aside competition for disability teams there are 11 aside and seven aside i'd say our main core business is the uh the Surrey FA Football for All League, which is a seven-a-side league. So I know there's other tournaments. Is there national tournaments? Yeah, um, I don't know if you've been if you read it on the uh, website recently. The Sun Hunters team, the lower-level disabilities, have reached a national final um, last weekend. The FA People's uh, semi-final, uh, Southern semi-final at Wimbledon. Steve Preedy's Sun Hunters won through to the final. So we're all very excited about that. And that's at St George's Park on the 29th of April. So that's the national, the first time the community, any community United team has reached a national final. Well, yeah, to be honest, I did hear that. And I was very excited because it was one of the first times I'd actually planned ahead and had someone planned for the following week. And then the, the news of the final, I was like, oh, that's excellent. I can talk about that. So St George's Park, that's the FA's ground, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And that's Burton on Trent. And obviously that brings challenges in itself getting the guys up there for the 29th of April which uh, we are working on so um, hopefully <laughs> Excellent and should the opportunity arise do you know if any, if anyone wanted to come and watch are they able to to come and watch it? I doubt there have been too many takers um, in Burton-on-Trent but um, you know, they'll be welcome up there no doubt to to watch it and yeah I think there are spectators People do funny things when it comes towards the end of the season I'm telling you they do on these mad little trips because they're desperate to get football in so you never know Also did I read right that that was on TV? Yeah uh, what, what it is the final will be available on the red button on the BBC red button so you can access that during the uh, during the day I think on the 29th we kick off at 10.30 so if you're in the right time in the right place you might well be able to see some sort of Sutton United Hunters action on the uh, on the red button Excellent and talking of finals representing us at the FA Cup final last year wasn't you? Oh yeah so, yeah, yeah. But, uh, my singing uh, on the pit was left to uh, be desired unfortunately um, <laughs> I, I was uh, hoping you wasn't going to mention that Oh are you? Sorry <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but it must have been a, a great experience, though. Oh no, the um, the occasion to you know to represent Sutton United on the pitch and you know in the cup final was just something that I'll never never forget. No, it was an amazing experience. I took took the singing away. No, it was. I was so proud to be walking on the pitch representing the football club. Um, it was an amazing day. Amazing day. One of the best days of my life. Excellent. Lovely. Well, our three teams are um, doing well at the moment, aren't they? They're, were they top of their leagues or winning the top? Yeah, we've got, um, as I say, our main league and, and, and our main aim for the season really was to try to gain, well, as I say, two years ago, sorry, we won the championship and we were sort of, this was our first year in the highest level of mm-hmm. um, Surrey FA Disability Football in the Premiership 1. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were a bit anxious of whether we would be able to, you know, play at that level. Quite, you know, quite surprisingly, we find ourselves now with we're runaway leaders of the Premiership One, so which is the you know the highest and disability football in the county. So it's a very nice position to be. We've, we've, we're something like about thirty points clear with ten games to play. So um, I think we're very confident now that we're going to go on and uh, and win that now. I, I should hope so with <laughs> that that lead. So on our our teams, we're obviously doing really well at the moment. Got anyone particular to keep an eye out on? Any, anyone of note? Yeah, well, uh, last year, Harry Evans had England under-19 trials and was very, very unfortunate. He he got to the final stages but just fell short and uh, Harry's one of our own. He's a, he's a big fan as well. So, um, you know, Harry Evans is, is going to be, you know, a fantastic player person. He's just a smashing guy. Also, I sort of run our books and been with us a year now. We've got um, an ex-England international, Paul Young, who, uh, as I say, he's, he's past his best now, bless him. Um, but he is he, he is sort of destined to be our um, our first team manager next year. And at the moment, I say he's on a, an FA level one course, which has been paid by you know the football. And also on our on our team is uh, Matt Nestor. And he's a, uh, a GB gold medalist in pan disability football. So yeah, we do have a few stars amongst our uh, our ranks. A gold medalist? Does he does he just casually turn up wearing his gold medal? Um, <laughs> no, I've not seen him. He's, uh, he, he's, not, he's not showed me. But um, I can, but if you see him playing football, um, he, he he's fantastic centre half. He's very strong, and uh, he's he, he's a, he's a marvelous addition to the to the side. And he's a great guy. They're all, you know, very, very, um, you know, experienced guys. You know, I mean, certainly in the first team there, you know, we've got some experienced disability footballers. But it's, you know, it's it's just all about giving adults the opportunity to play football, you know, with disabilities. And these guys, you know, are just as they truly inspirational to us all. Excellent. It sounds really competitive. It's not just, oh, let's, let's kick the ball around, have a bit of fun. It, it sounds... They're, they're, deadly serious on it yeah i mean there's three levels so what i would say is at the top level of disability football there's you know international teams and you know and as you can see you know national national tournaments um but you know for example our Sutton hunters um it's all about people we want people with disabilities playing football so that at that level you know it's not picked on ability um it's literally just it just picked on uh, attendance to training and we'll just rotate and make sure that everybody gets the playing opportunities they deserve sorry to swing back to the fa cup uh, memories obviously last year we had the the great game against arsenal but your teams played against arsenal teams as well yeah yeah we've got a great relationship with arsenal and obviously before our sort of epic cup tie we've been invited to the uh, 
um, Emirates Hub um, on, on numerous occasions where we played them. We played friendlies with the um, Arsenal uh, disability squad and we built a really good, you know, relationship with Arsenal. And um, obviously when the draw came out, we, we had that opportunity to, you know, to, to the relationship to grow and it's been fantastic. And uh, since a good couple of years now that we've been travelling to Arsenal and Arsenal have been coming to us. And uh, no, it's fantastic play, you know, such high profile and, and sort of premiership football clubs. We've got quite a good reputation to be honest now. We're getting invited to, you know, we play Brighton and Hove Albert, for example, you know, on their training ground and QPR and we've been to QPR's training ground and, and sorry, uh, Fulham's training ground. And I think from very, very humble beginnings, we're, we're at a situation now where we're quite highly respected and we're probably one of the biggest teams, you know, in, in the whole of Surrey now for disability football. Wow. <laughs> well done to you guys. Honestly, as I say, I knew, I knew about it, but I didn't actually realise it was so so big so yeah absolutely well done to you and your. Uh, there's other managers as well there's you mentioned yeah no yeah I mean I, you know it's, it's not all about me you know we've got um, <laughs> as I say Steve Preedy is coach for the Sutton Hunters and as I say their recent success you know to, to, to go to a national final they, the guys are all excited and you know they've done amazingly well Paul Conte again you know he's, he's, he's coach and as I said we've got Paul Young um, which we just mentioned about him, you know, ex-England ex- ex- international and Paul Hayward, who at the moment are being uh, level one, FA level one trained. And I say that that's with they get special FA men- mentor as well that helps them because obviously they've got disabilities. So they, they guided through the course, you know, with the expertise. So um, hopefully very shortly we'll um, have more qualified coaches on board. So you can then take a back seat and just, just oversee everything then? <laughs> well, this is the, that is the plan for next season because obviously the size is, you know, when we're talking about 36 adult you know with disabilities that that comes with a few challenges and so it needs to be done in a professional way and certainly and certainly from next year um, I'll be overseeing it rather than have a particular particular role as a manager or whatever it will be it will be it will be looking after the whole section yeah you sound like you think that's going to be quieter I suspect it won't be quieter. I think you'll probably be just as busy. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it just means, it means I can then just come away from concentrating on a particular thing, and it's not particularly the right thing to do when when you're you're responsible for the whole. You know, yeah, it's, it's, first, it's, first team manager. It's not you know it's, it's it's not really you know I haven't got the I'm I'm losing sight of other important issues that are around. So that's that's the main reason. And when you've got ex England international players, you know the knowledge, then you know they're more more than capable of taking over the role. One one of the things I mentioned. A couple of weeks ago, was obviously you, you as well as doing all this, you're, you're a fan of Sutton and you, you're on all the social medias and the, and, the, and the forum as well. I was really proud, obviously, all the worries about the pitch and what was going to happen on the pitch. That lots of people's thoughts weren't just about the first team and oh well, it was all everyone saying, well, hang on, we want to know what's happening to all of our teams, what's happening to every single one of our teams. Did you get that feeling as well? Have people really been interested in it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, Sutton United Football Club is not just the normal football club. It is such a community team. It's such a The whole community is behind it. Players, we, we know we're now we've got young girls playing football to, to, to ladies, to, to young boys in the junior section, to walking footballers who are 70, 80 years of age. It's just the, the place you know in the last sort of three or four years since the 3g has been been laid has just grown from strength to strength and uh, you know it's just an amazing place for the whole community and the whole borough definitely i mean i didn't i didn't know we had a walking team already i didn't i didn't know that was there actually to be honest that's definitely something i'm waiting for for, for the right age <laughs> yeah yeah i've actually turned out from a couple of times but uh, you know i, I struggle with the pace <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not really. I, I struggle with the rest of it to be honest <laughs> 
Plenty of jokes. So. <laughs> yeah, I can walk fast, but the rest of it, I'll, I'll be, I'll be shipped off. Plans for next season? Are we, are we expanding? Are we sticking to the free and just? Yeah, to be honest, at the moment we are more than happy with the three teams we've got. We unfortunately we have been sort of turning away players all season, which is very disappointing. And obviously, we don't want to turn away you know players with disabilities and, and not give them opportunities that you know that, that the others have got so that is really sad we're full and we can't take any more players so it's, it's that is disappointing but do we is there, is there other clubs that we have so not necessarily a relationship with but that we kind of can say well look try these guys or yeah we are yeah we are quite um, friendly with uh, our neighbours at Carshall and Athletic and as I say what we do is you know we, we pass on details and, and stuff like that and we're in contact obviously with Surrey FA so obviously we don't want these players lost in the system we want them playing football no, and that's course. what it's all about of course excellent that is fantastic thank you very much and um, hopefully we'll all see a victory on the uh, sorry the 29th of april was it yeah so we've got the people's cup final um on the 29th of april as i say and the, the guys have been an absolutely immense this season you know these guys are just amazing really and so good luck to those guys at st george's as i say all the way into um burton on trent um also as well um this weekend we are back to 11 aside which is confusing as i with disability but we never know what you know what, what competition we're in next We've, we're in the semi-final of the southern eastern disability cup this weekend and that's saturday um, at stenning so um, where we've been drawn in the group of westcliff and sussex fa representative team so tough ask but obviously our aim is to see if we can you know win our group and uh, move on to the final which is it's quite a big a big final to get into so um, we'll do our best and uh, so that's this saturday excellent wonderful where, where do you find the time well to be honest it takes up a lot of time i'm quite surprised that we're it's as i say when we first started with one team well that was quite busy but this is uh it's it's almost a, it's almost a full-time job <laughs> so uh um anyway so but uh what i would say as well um on the 14th if any Anybody does want to come and what playing at home to Chelsea All right. on the uh, on the on the 3G a 12:15 kickoff on the 14th of April. Is that a Saturday? Yeah, it's a Saturday, oh, and that'll Saturday. be that'll be before the um, the Hartlepool uh, match. So we're playing two teams from Chelsea, and then uh, literally just uh, as I say, we've got a good relationship with with Chelsea and, uh, and and plenty other sort of big sort of Premiership sides. And we've been very kindly invited to play on the Stamford Bridge uh, pitch um, in May, which obviously all the players are very much looking very, forward to. <laughs> very excited. Oh well, hopefully we'll get um, some people down early for that um, match on the 14th. I think my daughter's got a cup final that day actually so i don't know what time that finishes but i'm, I'm sure I will, I will definitely come down and try and cheer you guys on so yeah thank, thank you very very much really really interesting to, to to hear what it's about as i said i'm sure everyone kind of is like me knows little bits and pieces and the club do really really well through um the social media obviously sharing everything and, and keeping people aware but it's nice to hear the little the little how it started and all the rest of it that's that's really good thank you very very much yeah as i said we've got 36 adults with disabilities and every single one of them are amazing and, uh, you know, and every one of them's got their own story. And it's just, it's really inspirational when you see these guys playing football. They're just fantastic. So thank you very much. And as I say, we'll um, hopefully, I'll mention it again uh, nearer the time, but on the 14th, the match against Hartlepool, hopefully get some people down early to, to watch you guys. And yeah. if I don't speak to you before, good luck, Stephanie, on, and, and that final and all the other leagues that you should win and wrap up soon. One of them sounds yeah, like you I could know, wrap it up. I didn't mention the uh, the Premiership too as well. We are ridiculously in front as well on that. So we're going to have sort of two teams, two of our teams will be in the top flight of sort of disability football next season. So it's all going quite well at the moment. Marvellous. 
<laughs> All right, excellent. Thank you very much. All right, take you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Take care now. Bye. Yes. Cheers once again, Steve. Thank you for your time. It's really fascinating for me to hear all different aspects of the club and different parts of the club and different teams that we have and support throughout the club. It's really a part of the whole one club philosophy that I'm, I'm really keen to learn more about. And I hope everyone finds it as interesting as I do. Um, certainly Dan's like more interested in my voice than earlier on in the interview. Sorry about that once again, everyone, but uh, needs must. This week is a little bit late due to various different issues I've had. Hopefully you will find time to listen to it. And hopefully you'll find something that's even enjoyable to it on it. Play Us Out is a song that we have featured on here before. Um, it has been remixed. I think we played the remix first a few weeks ago. And it has been doing lots and lots of good things. So you will likely hear it again in the future. Um, not necessarily from me, from other media. It's been doing really, really well on uh, Capital One Extra and stuff like that. So it's Silverstone and Villa Bad Man. Once again, you can follow him on Twitter, which is at Silverstone Beats. Take care. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Hopefully by the time we next speak, we would have had six more points in the bank and the whole thing has changed. But thanks for listening and bye-bye. Yeah, I say you never know about me, about me. Ask your girl, yeah, she know all about me. Know about the real thing, this is what thing. She put it in a, in a hood like red riding. She did from me phone, hotline blend. Yeah, 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 yeah She the 0790, like a wifey Money pull up like, say, me a DJ So me run it back, put it on replay One, two, three, and she calling me papi She calling me papi She addicted One touch, she addicted Every time she a ball, she addicted She want chop chocolate, she addicted That's me I'm that pillar bad man We chill and let we pour that thing. Cause what's the aim that my cup is a bad man drink? When we pull up to this spot, your girlfriend she spying. Tell her no Snapchat, no Insta, no story things. I know a black thing with my name on it. I know a white thing with my name on it. I never like beef when I ain't on it. She really wanna get on it. Bandelero, yeah. Bust the thing in the air. I'm on a big man thing. Roll around the ends, pan a big man thing. Yeah, I'm that pillar bad man. Pillar bad man. I'm that pillar bad man. I'm in the water bad man. Water bad man. I'm that pillar bad man. Pillar bad man. Yeah, yeah. Unroll it, unroll it. Some of them girl unroll it. Unroll it, unroll it You have to pull up on them like a real GD Your things is rental for hire Me have to show them I have the fire And your body's looking tired Apprentice, you get fired What is you thinking? Oh, ah, it's a bad mind thing oh, I'm that pillar bad man Pillar bad man I'm that pillar
Podcast Network.